It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, thanking you so much for making me a part of your day. And I don't know if you remember that bad Kevin Nealon skit on Saturday Night Live called Coffee Talk. The only pre- the whole premise of, of the bit was that he was in a coffee shop with another guest and Kevin Nealon would tell you what they are drinking. And then after that, I don't remember anything about the bit other than it was just called Coffee Talk and they were drinking coffee. That's it. So it tells you how good it was. Well, tonight I am drinking... A um, let me see, what am I drinking? A Starbucks dark roast, a cold Starbucks dark roast out of the fridge, and it tastes absolutely amazing. So if I seem a little over anxious during tonight's show, now you know why I'm a little over anxious because I have grown to drink coffee at night, and I love it. I, I've hit that age where coffee, any coffee, is just perfect anytime during the day. Now that I have that out of the way. And then I'm a little jittery. I will tell you that coming up on today's show, we'll talk about the Thunder 4 situation and what to do about Jeremy Grant's backup. We'll give you the Thunder options. Also, the Thunder making a move today to release Tyler Davis and pick up Dante Grantham, the former Clemson player. And maybe that's one of the directions that the Thunder are going to see if Dante Grantham could kind of fill that role. Also, we'll talk about Paul George forming a bond with the city of Oklahoma City and what the Thunder did on Christmas that only can ingratiate them, not only to their players, but possibly other players in the NBA if they are looking for a place to land here in the near future. In segment number two, Golden State is facing the most scrutiny out of any team in NBA history says Steve Kerr, and of course Steve Kerr would know he played with the Chicago Bulls, which may have been the most scrutinized team up until Golden State to have ever played in the NBA. But I I will relate this back to the Thunder. This will become a Thunder topic. It's not going to be a Golden State topic. And why I think it's good for us to get outside of bubble world. Even Golden State needs to get out of bubble world from time to time. Also, LeBron James is out for an extended period of time with that strain growing, and he could be out for when the Oklahoma City Thunder play the Los Angeles Lakers here in a few nights. And then finally, we will wrap things up talking about Derrick Rose going back to Chicago and getting a standing ovation from the Bulls fans and just how things have changed for Derrick Rose. And could things possibly change for Kevin Durant? If you don't know who I am, my name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I also work for News Radio 1000 KTOK. I've covered the Thunder for five years. If you like what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com or subscribe by going to LockedOnPodcast.com. And also, if you have a new smart speaker, be it Alexa or Google, you can say, Hey, Google, play Locked On Thunder Podcast or Alexa, play Locked On Thunder Podcast 
and she can pull it right up for you. And uh, hey, there we go. We also have audio and video of players on LockedOnThunder.com. Now let's jump into the meat of the conversation today. And the Thunder need a backup four. We have discussed this on this program ad nauseum. And that's not changing until the Thunder decide to do something about it. And today, maybe they did. They end up getting rid of um, Tyler Davis, who was averaging a double-double in 25 minutes with the Blue, but only it appeared once with the Oklahoma City Thunder. They pick up Dante Grantham, whom they had signed late. Uh, they, They signed him right before they went into training camp and then waived him. He got picked up by the Blue. Now Grantham is on a two-way contract. And I know the Thunder really liked him. But the Thunder are looking for all sorts of options for somebody to come in, spell Jeremy Grant, and not see the dramatic drop-off in production that you're seeing right now when Patrick Patterson gets on the floor. And you could sign Dante Burton. You could decide, well, okay, he's worth it. Um, He's getting close to his 45 days. There is a roster spot open. You could sign him to a minimum, although I was told by a Thunder spokesperson that that spot that the Thunder have open on the roster is an expensive spot, so I don't know exactly what that means for Dante Burton and how exactly you would go about paying him. How much do you have to pay him? Could you get away with paying the league minimum? Eric Horn says you can, but I was told something different, so I'll reserve judgment on exactly what the money is for that. You could trade. And the Thunder do have a trade exception from the Carmelo Anthony deal, which would allow them to absorb $10.7 million of a of, of veteran player coming in. The last time they used that was for Doug McDermott. That was a couple of years ago. And any money left over on that trade exception can actually be moved as cash considerations um, for teams or teams can let it expire. Um, and the Thunder, it, normally that the Thunder do let that expire. It would expire on July the 25th. So there are options there. Is sign Dante Burton. You could trade for someone. You could buy out Patrick Patterson, which I wouldn't suggest just from a money situation. Um, and Dante Burton, I, I think Dante Burton's an, an interesting character to sign because he's not a real four. He's not really a position. He's the guy that does everything. If anything, I would call Burton a a three slash two, but he's a player that's been sort of positionless for Oklahoma City all year long, and he could probably come in at least for a while and and help Jeremy Grant out with that four. But when you are so hyper-focused on a team and those are the only games that you watch every single day, you're going to pick apart what the negatives are. And right now, that that is a major negative for Oklahoma City. Another major negative for Oklahoma City is obviously scoring coming off the bench, getting yourself another shooter, and the Thunder may very well be in a position where you can't get a four and you can't get a shooter. Maybe you can get them, maybe you could get them all rolled into one, you could get a stretch four, but you may have to settle for one or the other. And, and I think what you'll find as you go through the NBA, everybody has some sort of issue that they're dealing with. There's always some position that fans, media, the organization that they're just not happy with. They're not getting the production that they need. And it's about how you are able to mask all those things or work around those things. Those are the teams that become the most successful. And, and right now, up to this point, I even feel like just even discussing this, 
as much of an issue as it is with the Oklahoma City Thunder because where they are, which was one game out of first place after losing to the Houston Rockets on Christmas, it feels kind of weird to think that, wow, we're, we're already panicking about the Oklahoma City Thunder and them not having a good four. And if they don't get a good four, then they can't make a run in the playoffs. Well, everybody's got deficiencies. And with or without a good Patrick Patterson or Dante Burton or Dante Grantham or or whoever is playing that position, the Oklahoma City Thunder can, can still find a way to make it into the Western Conference Finals, depending on how Billy Donovan manipulates his matchups. And that's what I would call on him for. Let's talk a little bit about the Thunder as an organization. And when they make a deal for somebody or when they decide that they're they're going to try and court a free agent, one thing the Thunder really like to do is create a family experience, which is lip service from a lot of teams. And it's a lip service from a lot of business. Think about how many, just think for a second, every job interview you've been on, there's a very good chance that at some point in in the job interview process, with one company or another, they've used the words, we're family here, which is a line of complete crap. Don't, don't, ever, don't ever believe that a job is your family because they will fire you. Just, just point blank, they, they, they will fire you. I know from experience. They'll tell you your family, but then they, will fi- then they will fire you and they'll find all sorts of excuses and tell you that they like you, whatever. They're just not your family. Well, the Thunder are doing their best to make and create a family atmosphere for their players and their employees. And I'm not saying they're the only organization that does this in America, but they're one of the few that don't pay strict lip service to this situation. Because on Christmas Day, when you've got to play on Christmas Day, this doesn't just affect the players. It affects the coaches. It affects your your front office. It is it affects anybody that deals with the media, anybody that has to do anything with players, training staff, strength staff. And, and when you think about how many people have to run an organization, it's big. Well, the Thunder, in their infinite wisdom, and this was very smart, invited families down to fly on the plane. They did Santa for they did Santa for the kids and let Santa come to the hotel rooms. They did everything they possibly could to alleviate the stress of playing on that day. And and I think you saw it with Golden State against the Lakers. There's a lot of times that while Christmas is a showcase and it's a great day to play on because you're on national television and the NBA is monopolized that day, so much so that there weren't any college bowl games on. I mean, it's it's your showcase day. Still, it's Christmas. And the majority of people would rather be home with their families and relaxing and not having to think about their work. And I think Golden State proved to you they were going through the motions when they were playing the Lakers because they would have rather been someplace else. And granted, it's your job and you get paid millions of dollars to do it, but still you want some of the same benefits that everybody else gets. And one of the benefits we get as the public is normally we get to spend that day with our family and we get to watch on television. And the Thunder, knowing that, knowing how hard it can be on families for people to be away from each other, did everything they possibly could to lessen all that anxiety for the players and support staff. And that is just tremendous. And and what that says about this organization is that when you come in, and I've said this a million times, is that the Thunder are going to find a way to take care of you. 
stories like this get out and they want them published and they want players to know it and they want front office people to know it. So when you're thinking about coming to Oklahoma City, you are considering coming to an organization that really values you and your family first. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Okay, since we're out of time for the first segment, we're going to talk about Paul George bonding with Oklahoma City coming up in the next segment. We will get to that and also talk about LeBron James being out and uh, then we will eventually get to Golden State. I promise we'll do that all coming up here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Locked On Sooners is available as well via the Locked On Podcast Network. You can get that by going to your smart speaker and saying, Alexa, play the Locked On Sooners podcast. Or, hey Google, play the Locked On Sooners podcast. Also available at LockedOnPodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I meant to talk about Paul George and him bonding with Oklahoma City in the first segment and didn't get an opportunity to do that because it's been a little long talking about the four situation. But there is a great article. First of all, let me give, give props to who deserves props, and that is to Brett Dawson, who wrote the article for The Athletic about Paul George visiting the Oklahoma City Memorial. And if you've never been to Oklahoma City and you've never been to the Memorial, it is a moving experience, one of which the Thunder requires staff and players to go to for their time in Oklahoma City so they can get a better understanding of the fans. And Paul George said that experience and understanding what Oklahoma City went through as a team or as a city was one of the reasons why he decided to re-sign with the Thunder and stay here because he felt a close kinship with some of the things that this town had been through. The difference between Oklahoma City and a lot of NBA towns is that here you have to embrace the city. It's not just about the organization. It is about the community as a whole because it's a one-horse town. You are the only top-level professional team in this entire city, the only major league team in this city. So you have to embrace the fans. You've got to embrace the culture because they're going to embrace you. You go out to Los Angeles, so many professional teams, all you really have to do is embrace the Lakers, the culture of winning, winning championships, and then all of a sudden you're good. With Oklahoma City, it goes a little deeper. And one thing about Kevin Durant you can say about his time here was when the tornado hit, the last big tornado that... Um, took out part of Moore, which is just south of Oklahoma City, if you, if you don't know. 
Kevin Durant donated time. He donated money. The Thunder are very good about that, about getting out into the community. And what this fan base craves more than anything is that one-on-one relationship with the players and with their team. And it's it's not just about fans rooting for a team and wanting them to win a championship or even about a player necessarily wanting to be here. You've got to figure out a way as a player to make a connection with this team. And when you do so, they will embrace you and they will defend you. Even, even when you're bad, even when you're having bad nights, and the media is ripping you here. You will have fans defend you because they feel like you're one of their own. And I don't know that that can be said about any other team around the NBA. Maybe it can. Maybe you've got this in Memphis. Maybe you've got it in San Antonio or in Sacramento. Some of the other places that are that are similar to Oklahoma City. But it's it's that bond that... That, that really, it truly makes Oklahoma City a very unique situation. And that's what Paul George has done. He's not only come in here and been good and gotten himself into the M- MVP conversation, he's doing everything he can to reach out and get his tentacles I- I- into the Oklahoma City culture. And the more he embraces that, the more, one, fans are going to feel like he wants to stay here and wants to be a part of something. And two, I, I think it gives him some sort of perspective on who exactly he's dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, we're speaking of Kevin Durant. We're going to talk about him a little bit now, which is Steve Kerr saying that Golden State is the most scrutinized team in the NBA. And the reason he brings it up is because there are way more people covering sports now than, than than what used to be. Because there are so many different outlets for you to get your information. Hence what we're doing here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to a specific podcast about a specific team where normally what I would be doing would only be reserved for the radio. Well, now it's this on-demand listening thing that that you have the opportunity to pick up and, and listen to anytime you want. And it can be either wide or as narrow as you want it. But there are more media in the locker room. There's more coverage on television. It's 24-7. There's ESPN. There's NBA TV, etc. So yeah, Golden State's going to get picked apart because they're the favorites. They're the defending champions. And they should get picked apart. They've earned that right for everyone to freak out when they're not absolutely perfect. And as Steve Kerr said, it's the norm. Well, how I relate this to Oklahoma City is, and we talked about this being a one-horse town as far as this being you know major leagues, but that's the one issue with Oklahoma City is that it is a one-horse town. So all of us, myself included, can really hone in on Oklahoma City and we can ignore the rest of the NBA if we want to until the rest of the NBA starts playing the Thunder, meaning whomever they're playing that that next night. So it's not just... The one thing that I would say to Steve Kerr is it's not just Golden State that's going through this. Yes, they're going through it on a national scale. But every team in the NBA goes through this. It's just more scaled down because it's generally local scrutiny. And I imagine that if you ask any coach in the NBA... All of them feel like their team is the most scrutinized. All players feel like they are scrutinized unfairly. 
depending on what their market situation is. Now, in Los Angeles, if you suck and you're the Lakers, you can't get away from it because you are that town. You are the number one team in that town. Now, the Clippers, they can kind of run and hide. The Angels, they can kind of run and hide. Dodgers, Lakers can't so much run and hide. USC football can can disappear off the map, and and it's no big deal. In Oklahoma City, the Thunder have no place to go. So, yeah, what what we talked about at the beginning, that four situation where no one else who watches the NBA is really thinking that's it's that big a deal for the Thunder. No, we're freaking out over it. And we're going to freak out over it until the Thunder can figure out a way to get it settled. And LeBron James has to get settled for the Lakers. He's going to be out for a while. Um, a few games. That That's all. It, it's an undetermined amount of games because of the strain growing that he had and suffered during the Christmas Day loss to the Golden State Warriors. And over the next four games, they've got a couple with the Kings, they've got the Clippers, and they've got the Thunder. Um, here's the way I see with the Lakers. You've had Rondo out for a while. You've had Le- you've got LeBron out now. This team will step up. They'll play over its head. They're going to get creamed in a couple of games. But because people are going to take them a little lighter because it's not LeBron James, are people going to think they're easy pickings? Because they're not LeBron James, that's when they'll jump up and smack someone. Still don't think they're going to end up first in the West or second in the West or even end up in the Western Conference Finals. But this is a good test for the Lakers over the next few days. And um, I'm really hoping the Thunder get them without LeBron James because i just like to see the Thunder punk them. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll wrap things up talking about Derrick Rose and his return to Chicago all right here on LOT. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Locked on Sooners is out as well, and we thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Remember to say, Alexa, play the Locked on Sooners podcast, or hey, Google, play Locked on Sooners podcast. It's right there. There's LockedOnPodcast.com, and um, subscribe, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Alexa. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Derrick Rose goes back to Chicago, has a whale of a game. The T-Wolves wearing their uh, Prince jerseys. Uh, I don't like the white Prince jerseys as much as I like the purple ones, or the but whatever. Um, that's a completely different conversation. But Rose goes back, has a great game, and he's getting MVP chance, which tells you that the city of Chicago has patched their relationship with Derrick Rose up. One, because they probably feel like Derrick Rose is very close to retirement. Two... Derrick Rose is a native son being born there. And three, when Derrick Rose was in Chicago, he was pretty darn good. However, he did get on their bad side a few years back when the Bulls were playing the Heat and it was thought that he was cleared to play and he chose not to. And that still today doesn't sit well with a lot of Chicago Bulls fans. But 
The Bulls were a lot better with him than they've been without him. And since the Bulls are in this transition period, it means that Bulls fans are probably going to embrace their once hero a little bit more. And I started thinking about Kevin Durant. Could Kevin Durant experience this moment with the Oklahoma City Thunder if next year he leaves Golden State, doesn't come back to Oklahoma City, but goes to the Knicks or goes to plays with the Lakers or just some other team in the NBA, do then Oklahoma City Thunder fans say bygones are bygones and when Kevin Durant steps to the MVP line, they remember all the joy that Kevin Durant gave them? The answer to that is no. (laughs) It's just, it's simply no. Maybe towards the end of Kevin Durant's career, maybe there comes a time when right before retirement, then you could see Kevin Dur- you could see Oklahoma City Thunder fans give Kevin Durant the standing ovation, chant MVP, and embrace him as one of their own. But it's going to take a while, and the circumstances are going to have to be extreme. They were extreme for Derrick Rose, but it was helped by the fact that the Chicago Bulls aren't any good, and they were just looking for something to cheer for and have been all season long. For the foreseeable future, as long as Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Steven Adams stay healthy, the Thunder are going to be good. And Thunder fans aren't going to have to cheer for a fallen hero because they don't have anything to fill that that emotional space. What Thunder fans will do is they'll continue to cheer for their team and things will be just fine for them. And and I don't know. I don't know if Kevin Durant really can have that moment. I, I don't know if he can be afforded to it. And, and for Oklahoma City, I, I think part of it is is you would need that kind of... In order to have that moment like Rose did, you need that guy that comes from Oklahoma to, to, to have that moment. And Blake Griffin's probably not going to play here for his career, so that rules him out. Is Marcus Smart the guy? Probably not. I don't see Marcus Smart in, and I've said this before on this podcast. I don't think it, I don't think it actually helps the Thunder at all to have a hometown guy because they have been good. And maybe had the Thunder start off a little slow, they weren't as successful. If they had had two or three years like the first year they were in Oklahoma City, then maybe you would need that hometown guy to bring people out. But so far, the basketball has been really good. And the last thing I want is an OU, OSU, or Tulsa guy who's played at one of those three universities to come in and store to seal the spotlight away from Russell Westbrook. And here's the thing. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can steal the spotlight from Russell Westbrook. Even if you are from the hometown and you've got people that like you, it's still it's still his team. Um, if Buddy Hield is able to show up in Oklahoma City, while he'll be embraced and there will be people wearing his jersey, there'll still be way more people wearing Russell Westbrook stuff. And maybe Russ is the guy. I... I, I just kind of in that roundabout way to get to it, I would imagine that if Kevin Durant can't have that moment, if Westbrook were to leave after this Supermax and then come back, I would think Westbrook could have that moment. Maybe even Paul George could have that moment, but probably not Kevin Durant. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up tomorrow, we'll break down the Suns-Thunder game as that will tip off on Friday night and look ahead to what the weekend holds for the Oklahoma City Thunders. They get ready for their upcoming New Year's Eve date with the Dallas Mavericks. And until tomorrow, everybody love everybody. May God bless you and your family. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are locked on thunder. 
your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.